Isn't it great to be gathering together, seeing folk we haven't seen for some time? Lovely. If you're here for your first time or you're here for the first time in some time, you're very, very welcome. It's great to be together this morning. Thank you for coming and joining us as we come to celebrate the risen Jesus, Lord of Lords, our King and Saviour. And uh, we're going to uh, start our morning in a, uh, with a reading in just a moment. It will be coming up on the screen. Before we do that, I just want to explain if you're new with us today. Hi, my name's Andrew. It's great to have you with us. Uh, our morning's going to be different to our normal morning in that we're doing what we call a testimony Sunday. That's going to be creating opportunity for people to share what God's been doing in their lives or in our lives. And so that we will be singing some songs, then we'll be hearing from some, from some, from some folk, and then we'll be singing some more songs and enjoying God together and celebrating the goodness and faithfulness and love of God together. And so if you have something you would like to share, uh, there'll be moments, there'll be opportunities to do that. Just come and find me. I'll be sitting on the front row just down here. Uh, so we've got a microphone so everybody can hear, please. And uh, we'll just see how our morning unfolds. You may have a reading you want to share. You may want to lead us in prayer. You may want to share a testimony. All of those are great, plus anything else. But as we start, I would like to uh, draw you to the book of John and chapter 20. I think this is going to be coming up on the screen, hopefully. And uh, I'll read it to you, but why don't you read it along with me? So what, just, just catch you up. Mary has been to the tomb and seen it's empty. She's gone back to find the disciples, and we read as follows. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they've put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Well done, Liam. <laughs> Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I'm returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. Isn't that a wonderful expression? I've seen the Lord. Full of hope, full of faith, full of expectation. The reality has dawned on her that Jesus has been victorious over sin and death. And she told them that he had said these things to her. We've got one more, one more slide. Okay. No, that's fine. Sorry. Okay. I've seen the Lord. Have you seen the Lord? Today is an opportunity to gaze afresh on Jesus. You may never have met him. Today you can. You may have known him for years and maybe the relationship's got a bit distant. You can gaze afresh on him today. 
You may be here and actually you're feeling really close to him already. Well, enjoy gazing afresh on him again today. As we share stories, as we worship together, we're here to meet with him, to encounter him. And he is here to meet with us. Let's enjoy him together. I'm going to pray and then the band are going to lead us into some songs. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We say we're so grateful. We're so grateful, Father, for the enormity of the cross, for all that Jesus achieved on the cross, for a relationship restored with you. Help us to lay everything else down today, to make you the focus of our attention over this next hour, to enjoy you, to meet afresh with you, to see you afresh as we gather. Bless us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.
Let's, let's just sing out to God for a moment. Let's give thanks to him. Father, we love you. in you Jesus you're wonderful you're everything to us to say we're glad to say we're thankful they seem such understatements for the enormity of all that you achieved on the cross for all that you've done to us bringing us into relationship with your father dealing with our sin and shame bringing us into a family giving us identity and security, knowing that we're loved and accepted by you, that there's no shame any longer. The list goes on and on and on of all that you are. And we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your obedience that took you to the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to hear a story, a testimony of how somebody came to faith. Steve, I think, is going to come and share first. Uh, if you want to just take your seats for a moment. Um, this one I knew was going to happen beforehand. It's always good to have one to start with. After this, it's over to you. Uh, so uh, we're going to hopefully have two or three stories uh, like this, and then we'll perhaps head back into worship. So if you want to come and share after Steve, just come and walk forward. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Um, I recently gave my testimony at um, the CAP event and it went on for 20 minutes, so relax and lean back. Um, and it was entitled, An Uplifting Story, We Were Too Poor to Be in Debt. And um, so I'll take you back to the 50s, some of you can remember, and my grandparents had moved from Brighton, where they were selling lots of antiques in the lanes, to Portsmouth, which was just covered in bomb sites, and it was pretty dismal. And there were 10 kids that they'd had, uh, one of which was my mum, so she had nine brothers and sisters. And one by one, they all decided that they would go and make their fortune in America. Now, my father at that time had decided he'd go and make his fortune in London. And he did very successfully, but he forgot to take his family with him. So we were, uh, we were stuck. 
and uh, life was very difficult. Now, I had this wonderful uncle, Ron, who used to keep coming round and uh, helping out. Uh, he was an entrepreneur. <laughs> I think Del Boy would sum up Uncle Ron. Um, selling cars, second-hand furniture, um, anything. And in the summer, he had an ice cream van on the seafront at South Sea, which we thought was brilliant. And uh, he came around a lot. I remember the little Christmas present he gave me and he's, his box, and I opened it up and he said, it's a, it's a brand new games for you, Steve. And it was on a piece of paper and it said, hide and seek. <laughs> well, it were austere times, as you can imagine. So Uncle Ron um, and the family, um, gradually over the years, I had some pretty disastrous things happening with my father, but I'm going to move on and read basically what I think um, happened in my life at the age of about 36. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry and lifted me out of the pit and put my feet on a rock. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. And he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. So there I am at 36 uh, on my own, but I've suddenly just encountered God and been filled with the Holy Spirit. Amazing. I was laying hands on the boiler, the cat, everything, you know, whatever it was, I prayed for it and it was wonderful. And then my Uncle Ron was poorly. So I went down to see him and he was in bed with an oxygen cylinder and they hadn't given him long to live. And I sat down and I just shared with him and he said to me, Steve, whatever it is you've got, I want it. Whatever that is you've got, I want it. So that Sunday, we carried him to the car, we took him to church, we prayed for him. And we did the same the following week. And within about a month, he'd found a local church, a similar type of church. And within three months, he was running a life group. Within six months, he'd gone to visit all his brothers and sisters in America. And for the next three years, he was serving the Lord and blessing people above and beyond all they could believe he could cope with. <laughs> he was amazing. And he then, about three years had passed, and I heard he was poorly. He was in um, Hasler um, Naval Hospital down in uh, Gosport. So I went to see him, and he asked to see me on my own. All the family were there. And he said just one thing. He said, Steve, he said... I've been told by my father I'm going home this afternoon. And he said, I can't wait. He said, but don't tell the rest of them because they wouldn't appreciate it. They, they'll be so sad. He said, but I'm going home to be with our father. So I just, oh, it's amazing. And then he went outside. His wife went in, Pat, and... He died in her arms. It just um, a wonderful. 
situation. Oh, I love it when I tell this, you know. Um, the thing that came to me as I'd, you know, wrote a few of these words down is that some of us don't have because we don't ask. And I think it's... I looked it up this morning and it says you don't have because you do not ask God. If your identity is in Christ, the intentions of your heart will align with the word of God. And I think Ron would like this because it was summed up by St. Teresa of Lizzo. God gives me whatever I need because I need whatever he gives me. Bless you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just to say, by the way, testimonies don't need to just be of salvation. They can be of answered prayer or even unanswered prayer, but finding grace in the midst of that, uh, which is an answer actually to prayer, but not perhaps the answer we're looking for. And children, please don't feel you haven't got something to say. We'd love to hear from you too. So if you're sitting here, have a word with your mum. If you feel you want, you've got something inside of you you want to share, have a word with your mum or your dad or whoever brought you today, and we'd love to hear from you too. Let's have one more test me. Somebody else, just come and find First one up gets, uh, gets to share. Way look at that. That's what we like. <laughs> um, well, just you saying about children there, I was led to share this morning um, after, in my daily Bible reading, it was about letting the little children come to Jesus. And um, I work in a Church of England um, infant school. It's a big school. And one perk of that job is that we go to church when it, um, we have holidays. So we went for our Easter service. There's 270 children in my school. So we all trooped up to the local church. Um, there was well over 300 people in the church because the parents just came out in there. Uh, I think just because it was the first time since COVID we'd been able to meet like that. So they all came along and they were standing room only. And it was just amazing to hear yeah, 270 little voices singing about Jesus. And one of the children in my class turned to me and she said, oh, I love this one. My favorite bit is when it says, love has conquered the grave. And I just thought, see, you're five. And, you know, you might just think that the music's nice or whatever, but she spoke so much truth in that moment. And I just thought I'd encourage you with that. Okay, we're going to go back and uh, continue celebrating the love of God with a song or two. And uh, if you're stirring with something, can I encourage you, be brave. Everybody's here, it will be for you. Come and share uh, at the end of these songs. Thank you. Sandy, we're going to sing What Gift of Grace. Would you mind putting the words to the verse four up on the screen for me? Just after what Steve was sharing, this is a bit of a new song for us. Um, we've not done it yet on a Sunday morning. It was shared on the Facebook group. Um, but we just thought that this would be a good one to do next, particularly this last verse. It says, with every breath, I long to follow Jesus, for he has said that he will bring me home. And day by day, I know he will renew me until I stand with joy before the throne. To this, I hold my hope is only Jesus. All the glory evermore to him. When the race is complete, 
still my lips shall repeat, yet not I, but through Christ in me. So if you don't know it, please feel free to, to sing along, join in, or not if you don't want to, um, but we're going to sing this new song. Starting with verse one, sorry, Sandy, please. I dread, I know I am forgiven, the future sure, the price it has been paid, for Jesus He has said that he will bring me home. 
thank you for who you are. I thank you that you're a God of grace. I thank you that you're a God who loves to lavish, pour out, overflow your love on us. Thank you, Lord God, that you want us to walk afresh in your love this morning, that you want us to walk afresh in your grace, that you want us to experience your presence afresh. Come, mighty God. Come, mighty God, and meet with us afresh. Come, mighty God, and reveal your great love again to us, Lord God, as we sing songs that we know and songs that are new to us. Lord, we declare that you are good. You are so good. What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? What gift of grace is Jesus, my Redeemer? We love you, Lord. We worship you.
Let's just applaud the Lord. Let's thank him. Let's express our thanks to him. If you want to take a seat, I think Malcolm is going to come and share a testimony with us. sung that back in the 50s at Billy Graham, I think, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Anyhow, last Thursday was Maundy Thursday, so I called my son in Australia, which happened to be Good Friday, and it's amazing, isn't it? I was able to speak to him and see him like I'm seeing yourselves in front of me. We, I won't say how long we were on for, but it was uh, after midnight when I turned the phone off. So, so, But what I'm coming round to, of course, is that with COVID, when I was a young man, back when I was eight, the Queen was crowned. 
That's 53, for some of you might know it. Um, but, of course, we only had one phone in our road, one telly. We sat on the road playing for the children today. I imagine they'll be telling their parents that people shouldn't sit in roads, should they? But what I'm coming round to is the technology that we are so blessed to have. If you think of COVID, back when I was a youngster, had it occurred, we couldn't have come to church because we weren't allowed, and we couldn't have sat and seen everybody. So for two years, we probably wouldn't have met anybody. But now, with technology, we can. But where really, what is brilliant is that our God is in charge. He rose today. I can see the screen, and I assume it's behind me, that he is risen today. And although things are bad abroad, our Lord is in charge, and he's the one that's got it. But the thing what I'm like to say is that Andrew, and I think it was Rob somewhere, wherever he is, mentioned that you can talk to him. Why don't you talk to him if you've got a problem? And it's amazing that our God made this world. He is in control, yet he will listen to you and me. Sorry, wrong way around, me and you. It's, it's amazing that he is that good, that brilliant, that he will listen to us. And he has also got all the problems that we've got, far more. He controls those problems. And Easter is such a great time for us. We have so much. He is risen. But the God that's in control came down off of that cross, the one that's behind me, and came down to save me and all of us. And I just want to leave that with you, that our God is so great and that he is in control. God bless you. Have a great Easter. Brilliant. Short sister. You know, God loves to hear from us, but he also loves to speak to us. And so, yeah, he can stir words amongst us. And some of us may be feeling that he's speaking to us. And Short's got something he's going to share. I think we're then going to respond after this, probably. Or you can lead us into that. <clears throat> Morning. Happy Easter all. Uh, yeah, great, Malcolm. Just reminding us of God's greatness and that he is in control. Uh, a little earlier on, I just had a, a picture it was of, uh, well, at first it's just like water everywhere. And then as, as the picture developed, it was uh, water coming out of a rock. But it wasn't coming out, you know, like a waterfall. It was actually coming out sideways, pouring out. And it reminded me, it may remind some of you of in Exodus chapter 17, where the Israelites are in dire straits. They're in the desert. There's no water and they are not just grumbling, but they're at the point, Moses says, of stoning him. And Moses comes to God and said, we need your help. We need you to break into this situation. And God did. Moses struck 
a rock and out came water in the middle of the desert from a rock. And uh, I just felt there was, there was a, a, a word there for maybe one or more here that uh, you may be in a desperate situation. You may be struggling, as it were, in the desert with no water. And maybe even you've been complaining to God, why aren't you helping me? And I just felt God wants to say that he is able and willing and will provide for your needs. You know, he will provide water in the desert. He will provide all that we need. He is in control, as Malcolm said. Our God is in control. As Andrew said, it's good to just spend a bit of time thinking about these things and praying into them. So we're going to do just that. Uh, let's, we'll just take a, a couple of minutes. Maybe that's you and you're feeling, oh, yes, I need to just press into God. Maybe it's someone you know. But let's just spend a few moments for God. And then I'm just going to pray into that before we move on. Father, I thank you that you are the great provider. No problem we have is too big for you, nor are there too small a problems to bring to you either. We can bring all our cares, all our fears, all our worries, all our issues to you. And you are so able, so willing to to work with us, to provide for us, to lead us. And Lord, I pray that if there's Folk here that are really struggling at this time with big issues in their lives, maybe feeling that there's there's no way out, there's no water, as it were, in the desert. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, would you draw near? Would you bring provision? Would you bring reassurance? Would you bring just your presence into their lives and supply those needs that they have, Lord? And I pray that for each one of us, we will know we can come to you And you provide our needs, a wonderful, wonderful Father in heaven. We, your children, Lord, and you provide for us. Help us never to forget that, I pray. Amen. Let's uh, come back and continue to worship him. Worship is about saying, Lord, I surrender to you. You are Lord. And remembering that he's in control and that he's sufficient for all of our needs and is able to provide for all of those needs. <laughs> and he has already provided for our greatest ever need. That is uh, resolving our issues of sin. It's just wonderful that we can be forgiven, that we can be brought into a relationship with his father, and he becomes our father too. Just so precious. So we're going to come back in one song of worship, and then we're going to have some more testimonies. And uh, that's probably going to be our time running out. So if you've got something, this is your last opportunity coming up come and find me during this song that would be great let's stand Sandy we're going to sing I love you Lord goodness of God thank you I love you Lord for your mercy never fails me 
And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God All my life And all my life you have been
fantastic. Please take your seat. Nikki's going to come and share something. Um, hi, I just wanted to, it's not the testimony of when I became a Christian 20 years ago, but I definitely am a Christian. Um, it was more a recent testimony from January. Um, I'm very prone to worrying about things, um, so there's a very high potential for me to um, be more very concerned and worried about things like um, Ukraine or my friends and family or work and that kind of thing. And the situation happened in the beginning of January that really floored me um, at work, and I was very perplexed by it. And I was in a meeting, and I was—I don't have a good poker face. And after the meeting, a couple of people actually came out to the office and said, "You know, was I okay?" And I just wasn't okay. Anyway, so I went home and compartmentalized, compartmentalized my life, work, home, got home, and I was doing a. Bible study thing that night just on my own and in the thing I was reading it suggested um, that just to contemplate Jesus that was the exercise at the end of the reading um, so I did and I did like a low fly, fly past because Jesus you know I love how sweet the name of Jesus is in a believer's ear I absolutely love Jesus so I was thinking through all the stories from the Bible and the way he was with his mom and the feeding of the 5,000 and all these amazing, beautiful things he did. And then I just, this was not strategized by me at all, but I became really focused on the moment in the boat, in the stormy water, when everybody was looking for Jesus and he was actually sleeping on the deck. And I just started to really focus in on that and just thinking about him sleeping during all of the trouble. Anyway, I then went to sleep myself and I got up the next day and halfway through the day at work I suddenly realized that I was a different person that this peace had come over me that um, just I had not done this to myself I hadn't rationalized it and figured it out I literally had a peace about things anyway it's now April and I wouldn't if it was that week in January I wouldn't tell you about it because you know things change um, but it's April and I still have that peace and I really believe that the living Jesus um, did something with me when I really contemplated him and I just wanted to encourage you with that and um, to suggest that if you have five minutes this afternoon it's a nice little thing to do and maybe he'll lead you to think about another aspect of his beauty. Well done, thank you Nikki. Do you know I think the peace of God is one of the most amazing gifts that he gives us. Just to say, I, I love praying for the peace of God. In fact, we can pray now. Why not? Let's, let's just pray. If you need to receive the peace of God, can I encourage you to reach out to God now? Because his Holy Spirit's here. Come, Father. Come, Spirit of God. Help us to surrender everything that's in our heads, that's making us busy, that we may be worried or anxious about. And come and bring your peace, Father, by your spirit right now. Receive the peace of God. It's just here. He's here. He's here to give his peace. Receive the peace of God by his spirit. Peace which passes all understanding, peace which isn't rational, <laughs> which isn't explainable, <laughs> but which goes on and on and on, supernatural peace by the Spirit of God. Just receive it.
We may be worried about family or friends or health or work or home or a combination of all those things. Cast your cares on him. Cast your cares on him. Let him give you his peace that he's in control. Now receive the peace of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Receive. Lord, bless you with his peace. Lord, bless you with his love. And Lord, bless you with his grace. Lord, remind you of his goodness. That he's faithful. That he's just. And he's totally trustworthy. And receive the peace of God. Thank you, Father. We receive your peace. We say, thank you. You're so good, Lord. You're so great, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Christine, would you be up for coming and sharing now, please? This is going to be our last uh, contribution, and then we're going to have one final song, if that's okay. There are many people involved in the story of Easter in the Bible, and the Bible is very honest about their reactions to Jesus. The religious leaders, the authorities, were very keen to get rid of him because they threatened, he threatened their position. So they plotted to get rid of him. And they were afraid to do it during the day because the crowds loved him. The crowds, on the Sunday before Jesus was crucified, they were out shouting for him, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. They were welcoming him as their Messiah. But a few days later, they were saying, no, we want him crucified. They turned just like that. There was Judas, one of his disciples who'd seen what he'd done, who'd been with him for years. He was so upset at the amount of money wasted on the ointment poured on Jesus' feet. Could have been given to the poor, that he was tempted by the money that the leaders offered him. And he betrayed Jesus for some pieces of silver. Caiaphas sat on the fence. If it's of God, it'll, it'll last. If it's not of God, it'll fail. I don't know whether you're a sit-on-the-fence person, but Caiaphas sat on the fence. Sensible in some ways, but not loyal to Jesus. There were his disciples who just deserted him when he was arrested. Peter followed him, but the others just all ran away. And even Peter denied him. And then there were the thieves on the cross. One of them mocked him, but the other said, remember me when you come into paradise. And Barabbas. Barabbas probably heard the people shouting out, Barabbas, Barabbas. Then Pilate said, who do you want crucified? And he might have thought it was time for him to be killed. But actually, Jesus died in his place. He deserved death, but Jesus died in his place. He was set free. And that's for, for us today, for every one of us. Because Jesus died, we can be set free. And Jesus' disciples were all restored to him, apart from Judas. Peter was asked if he loved him. 
and was commissioned again to lead his disciples. No matter what we've done, no matter what our reaction to Jesus has been, we can come back, we can come to him and know that we will be forgiven and restored, just as those disciples were, just as Barabbas was set free. Fantastic. Thank you, Christine. That may be a message you particularly need to hear today. It may be something you need to respond to. If we can help you, if we can... Uh, chat with you afterwards. We're really happy to do so. Come and find myself or some of the band from the front here. Or talk to the person you came with. They, I'm sure, would be delighted to help you know the love of God in that way. We're going to finish with a final song, please, Katie. Let's stand and let's worship him one more time. We're going to sing God so loved that he gave his son, saviour of the world. Thank you, Sandy.
Fantastic. Um, if you want to take your seat a moment, that's fine. We're going to bring things to a conclusion at this point. Just to uh, say thank you for uh, to each and every one of you who've contributed this morning. Uh, it's been lovely hearing these testimonies of God's goodness. Uh, let's continue to share the stories of our lives when we meet and gather, whether that be midweek in a life group, if you're part of a life group, or at other opportunities where we bump into people as well as on Sundays. Uh, we're going to be uh, in future gathering at 10.30s on Sunday, so don't think this is a, an aberration. It was just a one-off 10.30 start. We are now gathering 10.30s on Sundays here, so just to remind you of that. We're also gathering midweek this week to pray together Thursday evening here at 8 o'clock. If you can join us, that would be fantastic. But otherwise, thanks so much for being with us. It's been great to be together. Have a wonderful day. Uh, refreshments will be served out in the cafe. And if you would like prayer for anything, then please make your way forward and folks will make themselves available to pray with you. God bless you. Thank you. And a very happy Easter.